I have this, you know, this rake. I'm going to go take it to the trading tree and see what I need. Uh, welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike through Wikipedia. I am Sky. I'm Kyle. And I'm Tim. And this is episode 27. Holy cow, really? I know. We're, from now on, we'll just be completely like in awe of ourselves every week. Twenty-seven is <laughs> my favorite number. Is the number is comes it? after. Mm-hmm. Twenty-seven is a good number because it is three cubed. Wow. Yeah, I guess that's, that's true. Amazing. And I, I don't really know why that's important to me, but it is. Isn't it weird? No. I'm sure. I'm sure you guys do this too. Like all the numbers have personalities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like forty-one is. Wait, kind of cool. <laughs> Hang on, back up. What? If I tell you a number, it has a personality, right? Like to you? No. No. You? Do you talk to your numbers, Sky? Number four is very dependable. It feels like. Okay, I can I can get there with you. I'm not. But, but the number four in Japan is like it signifies death. Yeah. That's true. Well, I, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying that this isn't subjective at all. Well, no. but, oh, okay, good. Yeah. So the good old American dependable four is different. Then, then, yeah, I guess you could say 4chan. Yeah, in Japan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so what we do here is I'm gonna give these guys, <laughs> I'm gonna give these guys a starting page this week. The starting page is Mr. Dress Up, and uh, they have to get Miss Mr. So wait, Dress Up. Yeah, yeah, we should probably explain Mr. Dress Up for people well, that aren't yeah, aware. Of Mr. We will, Dress up. we will, I guess we bit. will, won't we? Yeah, so. Starting page, Mr. Dress Up, about. Wikipedia slash Mr. Dress Up, and then okay. you guys have to get to um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, that one I know. Now, and they're gonna only do this by clicking links within each Wikipedia article. Wait, what are we doing? Yep, no, Mr. Okay. Dress Up to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So is that now, one is, word or Mr. Like... Dress Up is Mr. <laughs> and then Dress Up is one word. Okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are all separate words. Is, yeah, I got is that, that the is it just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Is it like the cartoon? Nope. The it's comic, just, the movie, it's just, just the page. Yep. Okay. Slash gotcha. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What page about Cardinals do we really want in this one? Yeah. Man, it's getting hot. I am I am recording <laughs> under a blanket <laughs> this time. <laughs> this is gonna be amazing. New special recording for it. Yep. So Tim, Tim, what are we gonna do when Sky passes out from uh, heat exhaustion? Are we just gonna go? Well, are we I'm, gonna gonna, go? I'm gonna have to drive over there and turn off the recording. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm doing. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, I'm going to start recording our bird call podcast. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> when we get like a Patreon or you know get a monthly monthly uh, donation thing, and we record like special editions of our podcast, that'll be the one. Yep. If you if you give us a dollar a month, you can get the special bird call. Uh, oh yeah, podcast. tweet should know better. Tweet should know better. Oh my gosh, Tim! Yes, yes. <laughs> and then and then our fashion podcast. Yes, tweet <laughs> should know better. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Uh, we're so <laughs> we're so on point today. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So Let's yeah, that's what you guys moving. are doing, Mr. Dress Up to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I have no Dress idea up. what Mr. Dress Up is. So Mr. Dress, we'll explain. I'll t- we'll talk about it later. I <laughs> shut up, Kyle. So determine who goes first. Okay. I have a special game for you guys. So obviously, well, you don't know this obviously because you don't know what Mr. Dress Up is. 
Mr. Dress Up is a television show, mostly for kids. Oh. It's kind of like kind of like uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Okay, I'm looking at this page right now, and it looks terrifying. It's I'm terrifying, sorry. but it is such a part of my childhood, and so yep. so is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and that's kind of the theme for this one. Cool. <laughs> the cool. theme is Sky's childhood. Yep. Well, I'm watching TV, which I guess yeah, that's pretty much what I did. I don't um, like any of the names on this page, but go on. <laughs> so. What we're going to do for the game is I've got a list of the Power Ranger seasons. Oh, man. Yes. And I have made some up. Yes. There are 10 of them here. Only 10? There's only 10 because I feel How like many? it. Well, I, I, I have. The, I'm going to quiz you on 10. Okay. I will tell you that there are 22 seasons. I'm sorry. That was beyond um, my wildest Mighty guess. Mighty Power Rangers, say... and each one is different. Has a different like title. Wow. Different series. I was gonna guess about ten, or uh, like ten actual ones. Have they have they gone into like Power Rangers food truck force yet? Oh my god! Don't ruin it for yourselves. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so how we're gonna do this? I think we'll just do it on. Um... There are nine nine questions in this quiz. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was really hard because when I was making them up, I would come up with one and I'd be like, no, that's that's right there. That's <laughs> but uh, it's kind of like the Larry the Cable Guy quiz. Oh, that was one of the best moments um, in history. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, flip a coin here. Yeah. And you'll alternate having to say, you know, true or false. Got it. Uh, Are you just going to answer the same question? Yeah. Okay. But it's just you guys will take turns like saying like yeah. going first on the, the question. All right, yeah. so heads, it'll be Kyle. How about that? And that fine, fine tails is Tim. That's fine, and it is tails. So yeah. Tim, you get to go. You'll go first, and then for like the first one, and then Kyle will go first for the second one. Wait so that's that doesn't seem like an advantage. It's not really an advantage. It's just how it worked out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ready? I I choose to defer to Kyle, so I can choose the goal. So you can run it, run it back. Yep. I'm yep. gonna run it back. There you go. Oh, Sports that's a really football joke, guys. Yay. <laughs> okay. Ready? Yes. You ready to start? Yes. Power yes. Rangers Operation Overdrive. Tim, is that a real Power Rangers season? Yes, it is. Kyle, is it a real Power Rangers season? No. It is a real Power Rangers season. No. <laughs> yes. Yep. Operation Overdrive. I knew they had the one about 15th, trucks, but. Yep. The 15th. Uh, season that's our rangers big rig truckers ran in 2007 uh, on toon disney sure it did <laughs> all right uh kyle power rangers dino thunder oh yeah that's absolutely <laughs> yes tim yes yes that is one yes. good yeah good job that, how could it not be <laughs> dino thunder uh <laughs> That's my favorite ice cream. <laughs> oh, actually, I was going to say Mountain Dew flavor, but that works oh, too. Yeah. Okay, Tim. Power Rangers Mega Sex. Wait, Mega Sex. Like insects, I think. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> no, for the reason you just described. You just, <laughs> just Mega straighted. <laughs> yeah, well. Okay, guys, got a good idea for next Power Rangers. It's Power Rangers Mega Sex. And then what? What'd you say, Bill? And then someone Mega misunderstands sex. it. Oh, like giant insects. Yeah, good job, Bill. Let's do. It. He's like, no, it's not what I said. It's not what I said. Uh, Dang it. 
My fan Somewhere. fiction will never be a reality. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. That's false. That is false. All right. So Tim's ahead. Dang it. By one. Uh, Power Rangers Time Force. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> I remember that one. I was going to say I actually have heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm Tim. very upset that I know about that. <laughs> Tim. Power Rangers Secret of the Ooze. No, <laughs> that's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. Listen, to that. uh, yeah, that's all. That's false. He, oh, why am I helping listen, Kyle? He hasn't answered yet. Listen, listen to how offended Tim is. Yes. <laughs> how dare you? I get should. Your I should. Ooze. I should put my poker face on for this game. Nope. All right, no. Kyle. Power yeah. Rangers Jungle Fury. Oh man, that could go both ways. I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> with then, that, with exactly that amount of, I ambiguous. will also say yes. Okay, it is true. Oh my <laughs> gosh, it's astounding! Uh, all right, uh, Tim, <laughs> Power Rangers RPM. RPM. Yeah. No. Kyle. Mm, this that I think that could go both ways too. Uh. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Tim. False. That is a real real one. No. No. Yep. RPM. Does it does RPM stand for something? And, uh, you know, other than what RPM usually stands. They have it on 2009. Um. Yeah. Doesn't really explain RPM. I mean, the the logo has a tire on it, so I'm guessing it does mean. So it's it's another vehicle based. It's another vehicle based. Mm. Not to be confused with you know the dinosaur based Power Rangers Turbo. <laughs> Power Rangers. Uh, trucks. Trucks. <laughs> Monster Power Rangers. Uh, choo choo. I'm a Power Ranger engineer. <laughs> little, the little Power Ranger that could. Power Rangers. Oh, wait. Who goes first here? I oh, think no. Tim should always be going first since he's ahead. That's what I should yeah, have Yeah, you know done. what? Let's do that. What? Yes. Power Rangers Dino Charge. Dino Charge. <laughs> no. Kyle? Yeah, no. It is. It was, no, come on. It is the current Another season. It is you the current season that. that started in February. Do they reference Dino Thunder? You can't just keep creating different flavors of Dino. Of um, yeah. Power Rangers Tropical Freeze. Oh man. I am going to go out on a limb and say no. Tropical Freeze is uh is a game that I love to look at. I love to listen to. <laughs> But hate to play. Uh, no. Okay. It is not obviously. That is the Donkey <laughs> Kong game. <laughs> it is. It is. It is an amazing looking and sounding game. I hate playing. <laughs> did you Did you hear how I quelled my uh, insulted feeling? <laughs> <laughs> Just on the off chance that that yeah. uh, Kyle might be duped, but of course he was not. Yep. I I appreciate it though, Tim. It was it was good. It was a good radio. All right. So we got one more here. Got one chance. Power Rangers Mega Force. Oh man! Yes. Uh, you know what? Just for the sake of doing it, no. It is. It's a real one. Oh! Not to be I'm confused with two. Power Rangers Super Mega Force. Is there what? seriously Super Mega Force? It's the one that comes after. <laughs> the one in two thousand three was Mega Force, and the one that came after is Super Mega Force. Super Ultra Turbo Mega Force Championship Edition. Championship edition. <laughs> I also have on here Power Rangers Desert Storm. 
nice. I just came up with a lot of goof ones because they didn't seem to fit so well. I was gonna say you don't have to you don't have to reach very far. <laughs> All right, good job, Tim. Ah, oh, dang it, Tim. I, I I wasn't sure how this would go, and it probably wasn't the best way to do this, but because you guys basically picked the same thing like nine out of ten times. No, no, I I. We might have been able to do it a little bit better by um, doing it alternating, just like, uh, like direct if, ask. If we oh. each had a different one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that might have been better. But it still worked out great. That was still I, there a lot are of fun. enough here that I could do, I could do that. <laughs> you, you can keep going. We could just we could do just the redo entire it. episode this way. No. Power Rangers, get her done. Get boys. her done for Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy fights the Power Rangers. I, I did have a tiebreaker in in mind. I was going to read you a description, and you had to like come up with a name and whoever was oh, closer. Can we please still do that? Yeah, yeah we can yeah. do it. Okay. Uh, okay. Dark Spectre has captured Zordon and is beginning to completely drain his powers. An assortment of old and new villains praises his victory, but an unexpected figure uncovers his plan. The Red Ranger, Andros. Dark Spectre orders the new Princess of Evil, Astronema, to eliminate Andros so he can't jeopardize her plans. Meanwhile, four of the former Turbo Rangers, wow. TJ, Casey, Carlos, and Ashley, Carl- the most <laughs> 90s names ever, um, and Alpha 6 are, I don't know who Alpha 6 is. Oh, it's the, sure. little, the little dude, yeah. It's gotta be the robot. Alpha 6 are traveling in a N-A-S-A-D-A space shuttle with the intent wait, to wait, save wait. Zordon. NASAD? NASADA. It's NASADA. Yeah. It's NASAD. I'm pretty sure that's a, a coffee additive. There's an A at the end of it. So oh, NASADA. Yeah. They are pulled aboard the Astro Mega ship and later encounter Andros. Though initially suspicious and dismissive of the four former rangers, Andros realizes he'll need their help to save Zordon and give them... And, and he they give he gives them each an astromorpher. A what? <laughs> an astromorpher. Is a that dis- a dinosaur of the stars? It lets you turn into a ranger, a mighty morphin power ranger again. Oh, Additionally, modifications allow the space shuttle and the astro mega ship to combine into a powerful ma- astro megazord. I just want to start out in 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 pointing out that Andros is literally based that that's. From the Greek word for just man, right? Am I reading that right? I don't know. <laughs> and and Andros yeah, would just I think be so. dude. <laughs> they're they're literally just going. This is a guy, so I'm going to call this Star Guys. <laughs> Power Rangers, put... Star Guys, Star Guys. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I'm I'm going to call it Power Rangers, Omega Dinos. Star Squad. Ooh. Whoa. I like that too. Uh I think Kyle gets it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's it's just called Power Rangers in Space. What? Oh. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you guys had both better names. I was gonna call it Space Guys for a second, but it was like, no. <laughs> let's go space stop. Guys. <laughs> Power Rangers Space Guys. <laughs> yep. I was closer than I thought. Yeah, it's it's creepy. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> But well, the Tim lesson we learned here still. is that we both could we we could both be marketers for uh, yep <laughs> for test marketers for the Disney Channel is what we pulled away from this. It is true. All right, Tim. All right. Yes. 
So we're going to talk about Mr. Dressup. Yes, Mr. Dressup was my favorite show when I was a kid. Seriously? So, so we lived close to Canada. Exactly. Uh, well, so do I, but I've never... But do you get Canadian channels? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> See, <laughs> We were closer to like Toronto. That's true. So right. Yes. Get some stuff across the lake a little bit more easily than back than when you used to pick did. up uh, channels with an antenna. Um, was it? Wait, was this in like French? No. No. <laughs> okay. I was just curious. It was just done by by the you know was it Toronto PBS I guess. Um. Well, not no, really. Not it was CBC. CBC. Yeah. Which is oh, basically okay, their yeah. the Canadian broadcasting channel, like their. Yeah. 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 Basically ABC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it was just this really crazy show, as you've seen. It was mm-hmm. about to, it's this, it was this guy who created it, Ernie Combs. He starred in it. He was the you know titular character, Mister Dress Up, and he just hung out with a bunch of puppets. Which, looking back on it, was terrifying. But mm-hmm. I loved it. And he would dress up like every episode. I would uh, hope so. He had a tickle trunk. What? Which you he, you can't nope. you can't yes on TV nope. anymore. You couldn't do it then either. That's still you weird. Can't, you can't have something named that. Anymore. That's really weird. Well, he would dress up as something and then like play that character. Okay. The name of the reason it was called a tickle trunk is occasionally, and this is from the Wikipedia article, but I remember oh, this. Occasionally, the tr- tickle trunk would not open and Mr. Dress Up had to sing a song and tickle the lock to get it to open. Oh, oh okay. I. All right. Now, <laughs> tickle as, trunk. Don't mess with me, tickle trunk. Come on. As, as weird as that sounds, I can definitely see someone's parents like doing something like that just to, yeah, yeah. just to be funny. I, I could see one of our parents probably doing that just as a joke. Yep. And then you would also have a segment, and I think it's probably my favorite, where he would draw something. You'd just be like, okay. today we're going to draw, you know, a mouse. And he'd be like, yeah, here's a circle, and that's its body. And then this is <laughs> and the line. And it's like, yeah, this is awesome. Mouse. Yeah. So, I, I I have to say here, I'm looking at the different names of the characters, mm-hmm. yeah. and I am very disappointed that they have a character named Alligator Owl, and the character's not the character's name is not just Alligator. How <laughs> do you not do that? Because you have standards, Kyle. So this show was on for 29 years. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yes. 1967. Almost exactly. A little, just one day over. 29 years, February 13th, 1967 to February 14th, 1996. Yep. And according to Wikipedia, it says there were 4,000 episodes. I. That's astounding. It's a lot of episodes. 4,000? That almost seems. 4,000? That almost okay. seems hard to believe, doesn't Wait. it? Do yeah. the math. Pick up a calculator. What? I'm not going to do that. No. I'm doing it right now. Calculator. So let's what say he had an episode say, every say about day. His episode level. Yeah, just say how many episodes is that a year? Uh, oh wow! Every weekday. Um. So you had four thousand episodes. Four thousand divided by three sixty-five is just telling you how many are in a year. <clears throat> so it would be I don't know, eleven years. What? No, no. Be, I get ten point nine five. Yeah, that's eleven yeah. episodes a year then. But take out the weekend no. weekends. No, it's eleven episodes a day. No. No. What? <laughs> It's 11 no, years of episodes. Right. Yeah, it's 11 years of episodes. That, yes, that would be yeah, 11 exactly. years of episodes. Exactly. If you take out the weekends, maybe that would buy you a couple more. So, okay, so it is, it's feasible. It's possible, yeah. Oh my gosh. I just can't imagine dressing up in 4,000 different outfits. 
So what I want to know, though, is if he got mad at someone and yelled at someone, uh, like on the show, were you getting a dressing down by Mr. Dress Up? Yep. Yeah. And he'd probably be the type that would really enjoy that. You're welcome. <sighs> I think we saw Mr. Dress Up once in theater. I did see what? Mr. Dress Up yes, once in theater. Did. I didn't know you were there. I was there, too, yes. So we <laughs> went on a band there? trip to see of Peter Pan. To Toronto. Tim and I. Yes, to Toronto. To see, to see a performance of Peter Pan. Yep. And Mr. Dressup was in it. He was part of the cast. I think he was the grandfather. I think he was too. He's like, a, was he like a narrator character? I, I think so. And I think he might have played something else. Yeah. The thing itself. Yeah. He might have been like a, just a no-name pirate or something too mm-hmm. in it. But yeah, we're like, we're like, oh, Mr. Dressup. And everyone else around us is like, well, who? What? Yep. I was freaking out. <laughs> yep. So, and then he died like a year later. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's true. So I, you guys are both passing right over this, but during the last 10 years of the show, singer, writer, musician, and yo-yo champion, Mark <laughs> Kersey appeared as the recurring character, quote, Mark, the repairman. I'm so mad that that is not linked because I would definitely click that. Yeah. I don't even care if it would get me closer to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I really want to watch like scenes of this on YouTube now. This is bringing back the memories. Mm-hmm. Okay, so give me an idea of what this like. They just he just was like, "Hey, kids!" It's very much like if you've seen Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, it's pretty much just Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, Canada. Like <laughs> it even says um, some of the you know some critics like in the series of Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. Um, which actually was broadcast a year later. So this is like nice. the OG. Um, oh, wait, he used to work. Yeah, he, he used to work with, with Fred Rogers. Yeah, so What's it's like that? they're really connected. Oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Citation needed. Citation needed, sure. As of last November. So who knows? Yeah, it's possible. But yeah, it's it was just one of those variety shows. Like I know there's also like a trading tree or something where like sure. everyone would like you could, like Mr. Rogers would be like, I have this, you know, this rake. I'm going to go take it to the trading tree and see what You mean I Mr. Dressup would do that? Yeah, Mr. Dressup would do that. <laughs> He'd be like, I'm going to see what this is. And then the little little puppets would be there. And yeah. Okay, Mr. Dressup. Hello. And be like, I'll trade you my rake for this, you know, dime, dime bag. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rake it up. Yeah. Rake well, it a few I... lines. Speaking speaking of odd little animal puppets, uh, I do really like the other Chester the Crow. Is that's a, that's cute. I love Chester the Crow. He's probably oh, my favorite. Oh, whoa, okay. We need. I to think back he up ran there. like the the trading thing. Tim, which was your favorite? Um, I would probably go with Lorenzo the Raccoon. Okay, now you guys both have thirty seconds. Uh, what, why is yours better? Sky, go. Chester the Crow is a businessman and an entrepreneur, and he uh, was an inspiration to become a man. You've still got about 10 seconds. (laughs) I don't need him. (laughs) Sorry, done. Tim, why is Lorenzo cooler? Because he was a raccoon. (laughs) That's that's all I actually remember. (laughs) (laughs) I, I should have thought this out better. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Well, Tim, 
Yeah, what, are we what were we talking about again? Um, <laughs> Toronto, um, just Canada. I want to go with um, Canadian yo-yo tricks. <laughs> the American counterpart to Mr. Dress Up, Mr. Fred Rogers. All right. Yeah, I had a sense you were going to do that. Because so, he has been all over the world. So you're clicking on Fred Rogers, not Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Right. Oh. Fred Rogers, the man himself. Okay. The man himself. Cool, cool. I'm actually going to go with, all right, on November 26, 2012, Mr. Dress Up was featured in a Google Doodle on the Canadian Google website, <laughs> Google A, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a tribute to Combs, Combs, Coombs, 85th birthday. I'm going to click on Google Doodle. All right, cool. There's got there's got to be something in here that will get me closer to wow. an actual an actual thing that was on TV, not whatever this is. Yeah, I don't know why I'm surprised, but there's a page for Google Doodle. There's a yeah. Wikipedia article. Wow. All right, cool. I I have a sense that we'll be coming back here a couple times, probably, but you know, <laughs> to get to the Google. No, I, there's just a lot of people on this page. It looks. Oh like. yeah, that's a good point. This <laughs> does open up a lot for you. Oh man, no. I this is an embarrassment of links. <laughs> All right, go on. Fred Rogers. So Fred Rogers. The other part of this uh, story is that I hated Fred Rogers and Dang. and uh, you know Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood because I thought that the people that were tallying up who you know watches the show on the other side of my television would. Oh. You know, if they got too many tallies for Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and from, you know, my consensus that I took at school, most <laughs> of the kids, you know, were all about Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and nobody really watched uh, Mr. Dress Up. So I was like, no, I can't watch I can't watch Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood because Mr. Dress Up has to stay on the air. And if well, wait a second, <laughs> yep. were you were you a, a hipster like six-year-old apparently no i just i liked it better and so it was basically i felt like i felt like oh man like if nobody else watches him they'll take him off the air oh no and so i gotta make sure that mr like mr rogers neighborhood doesn't become too popular so if i don't watch that the people on the other side of the tv watching me watch television won't tally up one for mr rogers they'll tally up one for oh no or mr dress up yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. That's that's terrifying for a child. I was pretty worried about it, but it oh all worked gosh. out. <laughs> yeah. Well, not necessarily for him. I mean. Yeah. Anyway. He did okay though. Yeah. Go ahead, Tim. Sorry. Are we talking? Or did we go with? What are you choosing? <laughs> she, went, she went with Google Doodle. Oh yes. Although, okay. Although I do want to point out, um, this is maybe something I'll come back to in a couple minutes. I, I very nearly clicked on Down by the Bay, the yeah. song. Oh, I remember, and I remember him singing that. There's not a verse about a turtle. I'm really surprised. <laughs> they have, I'm not kidding, probably 20 different verses here on this page. No all turtles. with dumb, dumb rhymes and not a single turtle. They reference a snipe. That's not a real animal. <laughs> and, oh. But no turtles. They got a dragon pulling a wagon, not, <laughs> not a turtle. They have a well, snail delivering the well, mail. What does a turtle do? I don't know. That's, <laughs> I think we really. Turtle lives in a yurtle. A yurtle? <laughs> Where's yeah. a girdle? 
There you go. Yeah, yeah there we go. Where's the girl? It's kind of, kind of a saucy turtle. <laughs> Missed opportunity. The worst part, the worst anyway, part Mr. That, Rogers. That would not actually fit the shell at all. It'd just be a turtle with a girdle around the shell. Yep. And it wouldn't do Looking anything. Looking sad. Yep. <laughs> I'm so heavy. Mm. No, I have body dysmorphia. Fred McFeely Rogers. McFeely Rogers, yes. Wait, that was his that was his actual name? Yep, that's McFeely. His name. Yep. What? McFeely. Yep. That's not true. It is absolutely true. It's on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> yep. So Fred Rogers was a Presbyterian minister, composer, songwriter, actor, educator, who just decided that he was going to be probably the best adult to children possible. <laughs> The coolest adult. And became like a force in pop culture and politics because of it. Like like a force for good. <laughs> like, I'm serious. When Mr. Yeah. Rogers got involved with something, people would listen to him. Right. How did like you wait. you didn't go against Fred Rogers if he said something should be a certain way, like for the children and the parents? No, no, you don't do that. So, <laughs> you so you do whatever he... Mr. Rogers says. No, but how did he get to that point, though? Like, does do they have like a background? Like, I, you don't just get up one day and suddenly, oh hey, I'm going to be the uh, I'm going to be the the gatekeeper for kids everywhere. Well, I mean, if he just decided to do something that wasn't really being done that much on television. I mean, I mean, Mr. Dressup started doing it, of course, but here in America, there wasn't really a whole lot else going on um, yeah. in which kids were being approached the way that he approached children. It says here that he had a life-changing moment when he first saw television in his parents' home. He entered seminary after college, but after his first experience as a viewer, he wanted to explore the potential of the medium. And in an an interview with CNN in his later years, he stated, I went into television because I hated it so and thought there's some way of using this fabulous instrument instrument to nurture those who would watch and listen. What? Yeah, it's basically like... Yeah, he's a literal... Uh, you know, be the change you want to see. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah he basically exactly. was like, "Oh wait, this could be awesome. No one else is doing this." So, that's and in- then he just, that's incredible. He just built up his reputation through this. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that, like, pretty much everything he did was like not. It was never for him. It was like for families, for children, and so he became just you know yeah. this big advocate, big force, like, um. One of the biggest influential reasons on why we were able to legally record shows on VCR and play them is because of him. Wait, what? There was a case in um, where like television companies and such were like, you can't record shows that's copyright infringement. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And Mr. Rogers like went up to Congress and was like, hey... Oh, I remember hearing about yeah, this. Yeah, families can't really, parents have to work. There isn't a lot of time where parents and kids can sit and watch shows together. Yeah. This gives them an opportunity to record a show and then be able to watch it together. And Congress is like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. okay, Mr. Rogers, sorry. <laughs> okay, Fred Rogers. Um, of course, he also advocated government funding for children's television. Yep. So, Chris, they li- listen to him for that. Um, he's ranked number 35 among TV Guide's 50 Greatest TV Stars of All Time. 
And guess what he has named after him? A Ninja Turtle. No. Oh. That would be wonderful, though. <laughs> Are um, you kidding? How cool would that be? No, Freddy Raj. A, he shares a, this distinction with Marsupilami. Oh, what? He has an asteroid named after him. That's astounding. 26858 Mr. Rogers. Oh, no. And... <laughs> And he's in a neighborhood with all the other asteroids. That's so poetic. <laughs> That's true. They're yeah. all his neighbors. <laughs> That's beautiful in its way. <laughs> yeah. So, well, in Canada, Rogers brought his friend and understudy er- Ernie Combs, who would go on to create Mr. Dress Up. Um, oh, citation, uh, citation accomplished. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> right. It's, like, it's on Wikipedia. I should just go in and add the citation that to this page. Just, you know, it's just uh, what's what's the word? Is it didactic? Oh no, what's the? I don't know where it references itself. I don't know, oh, but it'd be like yeah. plugging a power strip into itself, and <laughs> um, yes. but it says that you know they're similar in many ways, and that Mr. Dressup used some of the songs that would be featured on Roger's later program. I like how that's worded. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Why I was paranoid. Mr. Dressup also used some of the songs that would be featured on Roger's later program. It doesn't Dang. say Mr. Dressup, you know, original songs Shared from Mr. Songs. Dressup was used by Mr. Rogers. Mm. It's it's the other way around. It's like, Oof. what the heck? Well, it sounds like there was a, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like there's a This American Life in, episode in there somewhere, Sky. Yep. Um, so here's a quote from the... Um, the case uh, about, you know, VCR recording. Mm-hmm. Um, the court stated that his views were a notable piece of evidence that many television producers are willing to allow private time shifting to continue and even quoted his testimony in a footnote. Um, so what he says here is some public stations as well as commercial stations program the neighborhood at hours when some children cannot use it. I have always felt that with the advent of all of this new technology that allows people to tape the neighborhood off the air, and I'm speaking for the neighborhood because that's what I produce, that they then become much more active in the programming of their family's television life. Very frankly, I am opposed to people being programmed by others. My Mm. whole approach in broadcasting has always been, you are an important person just the way you are. You can make healthy decisions. Maybe I'm going on too long, but I just feel that anything that allows a person to be more active in the control of his or her life in a healthy way is important. That's beautiful. Yeah, he just, he always had a great way of, of saying things. Well, I mean, he was, he, he, he apparently, I mean, he was a trained priest in that regard, I guess. You know, yeah, that's true. The guy had to know how to give a, have a, to know how to give a speech. Speaking of speeches, do you want to hmm. take this one, Tim, or the Emmy for programming? Do you see what? this part? Oh, Emmys for programming. He got an Emmy award. <laughs> oh, yes. His, his speech that he did. I remember this. So in 19, 1997, uh, Daytime Emmys, he won a Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, and Esquire wrote an article about it, and this is from the Esquire article. It said, uh, Mr. Rogers went on stage to accept the award, and there, in front of all the soap opera stars and talk show censorations? Uh, sin- no, sinceritrons. What? I, that must be an Esquire-made word. Sure. I don't in know front of all the jutting man-tan jaws and jutting saltwater bosoms, yep. he made his small <laughs> bow and said into the microphone, all of us have special ones who have loved us into being. Would you just take, along with me, 10 seconds to think of the people who have helped you become who you are? 10 mm-hmm. seconds of silence. Oh. And then he lifted his wrist, looked at the audience, looked at his watch, and said, I'll watch the time. 
There was at first a small whoop from the crowd, a giddy strangled hiccup of laughter as people realized that he wasn't kidding. <laughs> that Mr. Rogers was not some convenient eunuch, but rather a man, an authority figure who actually expected them to do what he asked. And so they did. One second, two seconds, three seconds, and now the jaws clenched and the bosoms heaved and the mascara ran and the tears fell upon the beglittered gathering like rain leaking down a crystal chandelier. And Mr. Wow. Rogers finally looked up from his watch and said softly, may God be with you to all his vanquished children. <laughs> so Esquire Whoa. got a little dramatic. There. Yes. Whoa, I think okay. you can get the idea. To all his vanquished children. That I took also a love, step at the end. Um, yep. Just above this, um, it talks about in the mid-1980s, the Burger King uh, fast food chain lampooned Rogers' image with an actor called Mr. Rodney, what? imitating Rogers' television character. Rogers found the characters pitching fast food as confusing to children and called a press conference in which he stated that he did not endorse the company's use of his character or likeness. Wow. Um, the chain publicly apologized and pulled the ads. That's it's amazing. Right. They're like, oh. We... And then it goes, uh, by contrast, Fred Rogers found Eddie Murphy's parody of his show on Saturday Night Live, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood, amusing and affectionate. Yes. The parody was also initially broadcast at a time of night when his own child audience was not likely to see it. Right. So he had a sense of humor, too. It's like, oh, so, you know, um, as long as you're not messing with the kids, that's fine. Yeah. So what we're saying here is that Mr. Rogers is superior to Mr. Dress-Up in every way. We're uh, not saying that. I don't think so. <laughs> not saying, by quality of show. We're saying, like, Mr. Rogers is, is like Captain America. Oh, wow. And Mr. Wow. Dress-Up is like Captain Canuck. Captain Britain? No, Captain Canuck. Uh, that's probably... No, you're talking about... Oh, you know what? I'm not going to go down this. Nope. Well... But, You've got a lot of choices here. Does anything stand out? I am going to go um, with Fred Rogers being a puppeteer. Oh, I'm a go puppeteer. Puppeteer, huh? Okay. <laughs> so Google Doodles, uh, you guys, you guys know what these are, right? Yep. Uh, you go to Google. Just, yeah. There's Doodle. There's Doodle. There's doodle. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, yeah, it's one of those things that just started out. Uh, what what would you think is the biggest the event big enough for them to change the image for Google that that background image? The last episode of Home Improvement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it was just yeah the it, it it's just a bunch of O's into the uh the the Y two K like the oh New that's Year's, a good guess yeah from, but no nope. no Google's uh, own birthday. See, I would have said that. <laughs> yeah. But it's not. Uh, the first Google Doodle was in honor of the Burning Man Festival in 1998. There are what? two citations wow. for this. Just just so people don't... Because multiple people apparently went, no. Wait, what? It was designed by Larry Page and Sergey Brin to notify... Sergey Brin. Sergey Brin. Sergey Brin. Sergey Brin. To notify users of their absence in case the servers crashed. Yes. We're going to Burning Man. Peace out. Yeah. Peace out, guys. <laughs> Things have changed Good so luck. much. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, originally they weren't even, they weren't very special, but it, it's one of those things that they just started doing more because there was apparently, you know, when Google changes something, people pay attention. Yeah. Uh, so I... I don't know if it's accurate now, but I do know that almost every day now they have them. Yeah, it is um, almost every day. Yeah, uh, I actually don't use Google anymore. Uh, it's one of those. I, I mean, I use Gmail because you can't not use Gmail. Mm -hmm. 
but I, I avoid the the search engine, so I don't see them until someone tweets about it. <laughs> yeah. Like when the when the Pac-Man one, uh, which they note as the first interactive doodle. Oh wow. It took it took um let's see, nineteen ninety eight. Uh do 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 First animated Google Doodle was in January 2010. It took 12 years for them to do an animated one. Wow. Uh, and that one was honoring Isaac Newton. I was going to say, well, it took that long for most people's hardware to be able to just hand, like, handle that, like the majority of people's computers well, to be able to And Google with... would know because they're recording all of that information. <laughs> right. They know exactly when they can. All right. Like, oh, 50% of them got it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, then the first interactive doodle shortly thereafter that, uh, making the Google logo into a Pac-Man maze that you mm -hmm. could actively play. Um, so it's only within the last five years that that actually started happening. Wow. So, yeah. So uh, they have they say as of last year, 2014, uh, Google has published more than 2,000 uh, doodles throughout its homepages. I can believe it. And sometimes they'll be regional as well. So you'll have people from your own area because they know. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course they do. So, uh, yeah, uh, the Pac-Man one, they actually have linked on this page. Um, to, so you can just go to it in case you didn't get to play it on May, in May 2010 uh, on the 30th anniversary of the arcade game Pac-Man. So, um, yeah, I've actually, uh, I use DuckDuckGo which I like because it has a fun name and they don't track stuff. But this, the concept of the doodle is so pervasive mm -hmm. that even on this site now, um, which sort of, they sort of sort of couch themselves as kind of an anti Google search engine. Yeah. Uh, they do. They have doodles. Now. Oh, do they? Uh, occasionally the duck will wear a costume that reflects someone's birthday or an anniversary of something. Duck, duck, so, go. yeah, it is it is pervasive. <laughs> so there are uh, there are a lot of these in there and they they have a host of people. Unfortunately, they don't list all of them. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> there are pages that are lists of Google doodles and I really want to click that. But I feel like that is a poor choice because it will just be a list that I will have to scroll through and try to find something related to the, the Ninja Turtles on it. So instead, uh, within the celebrated, uh, doo -doo -doo, uh, according to celebrating well-known events and holidays, Google Doodles are well-known for celebrating noted artists and scientists on their birthdays, including people such as, oh, I don't know, Leonardo da Vinci. Nice. Oh. So I'm clicking Leonardo da Vinci. Leonardo da Vinci. Vinci. All right. I think that's a good pull for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. This seems to be, I, I, I already clicked on the page. It seems to be all business. I don't see any turtles on it, but we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. Tim, puppeteer. So the description for a puppeteer is some of the best prose I've ever read what? on Wikipedia. Uh, a puppeteer is a person who manipulates an inanimate object, such wow. as a puppet, in real time to create the illusion of life. Wow. Whoa. Puppeteer a puppeteer wrote this article. Too, or hidden from the audience. A puppeteer can operate a puppet indirectly by the use of strings, rods, wires, electronics, or directly by his or her own hands placed inside the puppet or holding it externally. 
This is definitely poet yep. poetry. Puppetry. It's puppetry. There are a wide range of styles of puppetry, but whatever the style, the puppeteer's role is to manipulate the physical object in such a manner that the audience believes the object is imbued with life. Wow. The relationship between the puppeteer and the puppet maker is often assumed to be similar to that between an actor and a playwright. My and, gosh. Okay, yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, and that's basically like I've read pretty much most of the actual description. The whole rest of this page is a list of notable professional puppeteers. Oh. <laughs> and this includes I mean, this this is an ex- extensive list, but it also shows like how crazy, crazily named things have existed in life that involve puppets. Are, are you saying that puppets have weird names? Is that what you're saying? No, no, not the puppets. The shows because the puppets are on. Yes. I mean, there's, of course, there's Captain Kangaroo. We all know Cap- Captain Kangaroo. And Mr. And Moose Kangaroo. and Mr. Bunny Rabbit. Um, there's shows called Andy Pandy. Yep. <laughs> Flower Pot Men. Whoa. The Adventures of Timmy the Tooth. Okay. <laughs> um, Between Whoa. the Lions. I've <laughs> seen that one. I have seen yeah. that one. There's one of the lions who, uh, who run a library yeah it's, it's kind of it's kind of cute <laughs> yeah um noodle and doodle okay for which apparently one of the puppets is named noodle mcnoodle um the furchester <laughs> hotel i'm sorry what the furchester hotel wow that is not what i would think that was for that it's not a puppet show <laughs> um i love how apparently this is something i had not realized um that a lot of the puppeteers from um avenue q oh the, sure the saucy um sesame street parody on and off of broadway mm-hmm. also worked with um or have worked and still do work with um actual children's shows so you'll see um various um notations on this list such as stephanie uh de Bruzio, or de Bruzzo, sorry who has um performed uh, curly bear from sesame street Oh, dang. As well as Lucy the Slut from Avenue Q. They got to get it out somehow, Tim. I mean, <laughs> it's just, just got, They're you just know. people. Um, <laughs> Jeff Dunham is on here, and that's... Of course that's he is. That's, that's uh, John true. Stewart is listed under famous people who worked with in puppetry. So he must have huh. been a puppeteer at some point. Sure. Weird. <laughs> Craig Ferguson? Oh, Craig Ferguson's got puppets on it. He had puppets on his show, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Craig Ferguson, he's got puppets, man. Fred Rogers is, of course, on here. He's got um, puppets. Uh, Robert Smeagol, who does Triumph the Insult comic, comic Dog. And also hunts the, the One Ring. For yes. me to poop on. For me to poop on. Kevin Murphy. <laughs> yep. Trace Below, too, is on here. Oh, of now, course he is. Now yep. we're just saying names. Of people. <laughs> yep, exactly. So I am going to click on... Um, a, course probably arguably the best known puppeteer on this list and uh that is mr jim henson oh okay yeah i was gonna say jim henson but the way you paused made me worry that it was another mr dress up uh you know mr rogers thing where i know the the lesser you know the lesser known thing (laughs) like wait it's not it's not jim henson (laughs) all right so you've got jim henson that's a weird choice i think but okay oh i have i have a method I'm sure you know some weird little thing. That <laughs> mm-hmm, I do. That us lamos don't know. Mm. Let's go to Leonardo da Vinci. Burn. So da Vinci, uh, I did not read a whole lot of this article because it's I gigantic. was looking. 
Yes, and I was looking for Ninja Turtles the whole time right. and did not find how in the world does this page not have some reference to the fact that he is the one of he's referenced in one of the Ninja Turtles. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm disappointed. That is disappointing. Me. I can't believe I that not. it's not somewhere. Like, you'd think he'd be in popular culture or something. Yeah, I, it's there yeah. is a lot in here about fame and reputation and stuff like that, but not about Ninja Turtles. <sighs> um, it's a one-way street, apparently. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I, I, got, I got myself stuck on a one-way street on Wikipedia. Yeah, he is a famous artist and everything else. Uh-huh. Uh, they they have him listed here as a polymath, which is one of my favorite terms for people who do a lot of everything. Yeah, um, definitely was one man. Jeez. Yeah, painter, sculptor, architect, musician, mathematician, engineer, inventor, anatomist, artist, geologist, cartographer, botanist. Oh, and writer. <laughs> um, so he does all of that stuff. Uh, they have they there there are some stories about uh, him being born out of wedlock. His, his history is actually apparently pretty mysterious. Like, we don't know exactly where he came from, like, his early, early life. He's an alien. Uh, well, here, <laughs> I, I won't go that far, but it's one of those things like uh, William Shakespeare, where we know uh, who they were as, a, as an adult, but no idea where they came from, so to speak. Like... How did which is sort of what the the line I was giving about Mr. Rogers? You know, you don't just become uh, you know the gatekeeper for all children's culture overnight. Right. How you know it's not really you know we don't know a lot about where he came from. However, Leonardo uh, they they do have a little bit about his his early childhood and life, which are only a couple things that he talked about um, himself as as an older person. Uh, he only ever wrote down two incidents from his childhood. Uh, one, which he regarded as an omen, was when a kite, the bird, not the kite, mm-hmm. um, dropped from the sky and hovered hovered over his cradle, its tail feathers brushing his face. Which wow. is, which is, yeah, that is, uh, I guess, ominous would be the word. <laughs> but that is that is definitely an omen, uh, Leonardo. That I mean, when it, if if a bird comes down and sits by your cradle. And brushes touches tail. Yeah. tail feathers across your face, you know? It's kind of... <laughs> I mean, what kind of bird would do that? The bird's into you, man. It's like, hey, hey, kid. <laughs> hey, get a load of this. Wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> you like it? This is weird, this is weird like on so you many like levels. That? You're going to be a genius, kid. I'm pulling back from this. <laughs> I'm pulling I got back plans from for you, kid. Line. You're going you're gonna to design wings. Big plans. Uh, the second occurred when he was exploring in the mountains. Uh, he discovered a cave and was both terrified that some great monster might lurk there and driven by curiosity to find out what was inside. So he survived that, apparently, but didn't say what was in the dumb cave. <laughs> so um, anyway, <laughs> uh, he uh, it, yeah, his early life is kind of the subject of a lot of historical conjecture. Uh, here's a fun fact about him. Um, mm-hmm. He might have been gay. Uh, there, oh, yeah. there, are, there are several references to him and some other young dudes kind of having, you know, some 
maybe not so okay at the time times uh in court records apparently oh in court records okay yeah he he's been, he was arrested a couple times let's say uh and so yeah yeah and um yeah so he, he, he that might have been happening he uh i mean he is of course famously known for uh all of his his paintings such as the mona lisa and last supper but uh it also for all of his ridiculous uh, inventions, mm-hmm. um, they have in here, uh, they, even though he didn't have the actual materials to make these things, in some cases, he developed uh, ideas for uh, different flying machines, which that, um, the, the helicopter that he developed, yeah. have you guys seen the sketch for it? Yeah, it's like a, it's almost like a top on its, it's so cool. Upside down. And for, someone in his time to consider something like that is incredible for one. Do you remember there was like an old windows screensaver? <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was an old windows screensaver that just like ran down a bunch of Da Vinci sketches with different inventions and then showed how they would have worked. Like, wow. They did like a little mechanical explosion to show what, what was inside it. Did an exploded view. Hmm. Yeah. I remember uh, that. Okay, well, I guess I'm the only one. That's pretty uh, cool. Mr. Drossop was pretty neat, too. Uh, so they have, um, he, he had conceptualized flying machines, uh, an armored vehicle, solar power, an adding machine, and um, they have here listed as the double hull, which I would assume is some kind of boat. Um, yeah, some kind of uh, boat construction. He also sort of figured out plate tectonics before that was ever a thing that we, fig- that we understood. Awesome That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yes. So um, here are, but he, yeah, he has had a lot of, uh, you know, references. I'm really also sad that they don't have a list here of all the times that he has shown up in modern culture. Yeah. Just in, in ways that we've said, oh, and oh, and some great thinker. Oh, it's Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, that's how we fix this episode. Yep. Some time travel episode, you know. I, I really wish there was a list out there. Someone, He's someone, in Assassin's it, Creed. Yeah, yeah. Big deal and, in, that, in a few of those games. Yeah. Uh, I really, I, if someone knows where a list like that is, please point that, please point me to it because I would like to see that, that entire list. It's probably a lot. But anyway, all of that to say, I, I really want to just send you guys this, this picture of, uh, of him just kind of chilling. They have a statue of him. Yeah, I love uh, this statue. That's just hanging out at the bottom of this page uh, of just him in repose. Uh, it, in, in, you know, the full Greek treatment, I guess. Jeez. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he's been doing his Taibo, is what I'm yeah, saying. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yikes, he's like, what? Just chilling here with my, with my statue head, or whatever this is. <laughs> yeah, with my statue head, good. You want to take in all this ingenuity? <laughs> all this ingenuity. All this ingenuity. So, um, I really don't know where to go from this, uh, yeah. just because I was really expecting to get somewhere with a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. So, two of the other turtles are referenced on this page. Mm, uh, I see what you're gonna do. There's oh. Michelangelo or yeah. Donatello. And I, I didn't see a like links to the oh, actual wait, people. Raphael's here too. Yeah, okay. to the real people. So you're hoping that 
Yeah. One the, of them. The writers of those pages didn't let you down. Yes. Which, which one you turtle? Gonna, which one are you gonna pick? Okay, out of the set, Michelangelo is probably the one that's known the most out of the set. Um, Michelangelo always had a big following as far as yeah, the turtle, yeah, turtle goes too. As a painter, he also did. Yeah. I'm gonna go with. I mean, oh, yeah, because so you could go with Donatello, which it's like lesser person, known, right? The person's going to be like, ah, I got to find some. What do people know about Donatello? Well, yeah, they know that he was a turtle. And there's Raphael. I couldn't actually tell you what what Donatello did. I mean, I guess he was a painter, right? He Nope, he, he was, was a sculptor. He was a sculptor, was a sculptor and master <laughs> of the bow staff. Yeah. Right. So Donatello is my choice then. All right. <laughs> If you missed that question, then there's a good chance that it, that it gets me there. All right, we're going to try Donatello. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got. Okay, Jim Henson. Um, when you think of Jim Henson, of course, probably the main thing that pops up is um, Sesame Street or yeah. the Muppets. Sort of both on equal footing. Um, he also had a lot of side projects, a lot of other things, too. Um, the Jim Henson Company did a lot of uh, work for other shows uh, in the 1990s. Jim Henson Company was sold to uh, Walt Disney, uh, so they became friends. I mean, the Walt Disney Company. Walt Disney, of course, was was dead by then. Do not click on Walt Disney again. Yes, I'm not clicking on Walt Disney. Don't worry. <laughs> but I mean, there's a lot of stuff that Jim Henson and his crew have had their fingers in. Like, <laughs> technically, yeah, technically, they had their fingers <laughs> in a lot of things. Sorry. Oh, I saw. Um, I see what you did there. Uh, of course, uh, Puppet Joe and Star Wars. Puppet jokes. Um, shows such as Fraggle Rock, Bear in the Big Blue House, um, oh. Dinosaurs. Do you remember Dinosaurs? Oh, I man. do remember Dinosaurs. Yep. I just heard about the last episode of that, and it's it was really a, apparently very depressing. Oh, yes. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Did like, the they, world end? Yes. yes. Yeah, oh, the my cold, gosh. The Ice Age started. Wow. And they, they tried to do all these things to like fix things, and it just kept making things worse. Ugh. That all might... Right. <laughs> That might be really scary for us. <laughs> yeah. It's a bad omen. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Henson has a distinction that only three other people share. Oh my gosh. Does he also have an asteroid? I no. just realized, oh. I just realized what you're doing, Tim. Okay, go ahead. I think I know what you're doing. Uh, on the, is it about the Hollywood Walk of Fame? No, I mean, I, I think you said, you know, like, oh, you think, you why, know, why no, Jim Henson? You know, why puppeteering? Oh, and now oh, I think yeah. I've realized. Oh, why puppeteering? Yeah. Um, why puppets and you're probably quite right Um, but so on the Hollywood Walk of Fame you usually just get one star for something you do and it's usually your name Um, but if you have a character that you are associated with as well known that character can sometimes get its own star oh sure yeah so for example Jim Henson uh, has both himself on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and Kermit the Frog oh cool oh wow I didn't know that so there's only three other people that have this distinction on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, Can no. you name any of them? Uh, would it be Disney and Mickey Mouse? Yeah, that's one. Would one of them be, uh, let's say, The Simpsons, Homer? Yeah. And... Yes. Um, no. Really? Wow. Not according okay. to Wikipedia. Um, oh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it had like Harry Shearer and Homer Simpson. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's no. Maybe it's not Harry Shearer. But anyway. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry to the guy who. But you're on. Me. You're on sort of the right track. There, it's one zone for an animated character. 
Oh, not a real character. Not a, a one's a then one's a a real character. Yeah. No, one is not a real character. One's like, computer animated. Oh, oh. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh my gosh, Tim. Oh. Tim. I think I go is ahead. Is it Shrek? It's, it's, one is Shrek. <laughs> yeah, that's Pirates and Shrek. I'm really upset about that. Because uh, Shrek was. Ones. It's so crazy how big Shrek became, and then it's just like looking back, it's like, why did we do that? Why did we let that happen? <laughs> why did we do that? Um, the last one is is older, older, like older than like Disney, like yeah, Disney, yeah, kind of that okay. era, sort of. Not Popeye. No, there wasn't a voice specific. Well, I guess there was. He's a rambling old man. Um, <laughs> oh come on, we gotta figure this out. Is it, oh, it is it Disney at, at all? Like it, it's not Disney, no. Okay. Well, what company is it? Oh, that would, that would be. Oh, Disney. it's Bugs Bunny. It's Mel yep. Blanc. Yes. Oh, exactly. yeah, duh. Mel Blanc and Bugs Bunny. Sometimes I forget Looney Tunes exist. Wow. <laughs> um, just a second. I need to make. I need to see if any asteroids are named after. <laughs> there are it's not, just, and that's sad. It's just a, a search that we do routinely. <laughs> they ran out of asteroids. But um. <laughs> Um, as many people know, uh, Jim Henson sort of died uh, unexpectedly of yes. a bacterial infection. Uh, but yeah, as you know, after his death, he just got you know so much praise and so much adoration and so many honored in so many different ways. Uh, one of those ways is not the I would Aww. say probably the most ideal way to be honored, but oh, it's no. the one that's connecting me to the next stop on this journey. Uh, that is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Yes. What? And The Muppet Christmas Carol are both dedicated to him. What? Oh. What? Yeah, okay. I guess so, I figured that... Because those were puppets in a way. Exactly. Yeah. Just like in like dinosaurs. That's what I was thinking. The, the turtles and other uh, characters in the movies were created by the Jim Henson Workshop. What? Yep. So I'm clicking on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. And oh, not the Power gosh. Rangers uh, offshoot. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> nice job, Tim. I, that was I heard a... it was a good season, though. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm not quite there yet. I'm not. Right. It's not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's just it's one of the movies. Yes. You have to get to the actual page. Well, unfortunately which... for you, Donatello is a master of the bow and staff. No, it, he's not. Uh, well, he is. But, <laughs> but he's not Donatello is not referenced on this page oh, somehow. No. There is, however, at the top of the page, mm-hmm. um, disambiguation or other references to Donatello. See Donatello <sighs> disambiguation. And if I could click that, I would. No. Uh, but Donatello be... himself, uh, it, it's not his actual name. Really? Uh, yeah, in, in Italian, I guess. Donato di Niccolo di Beto Bardi, it looks like. Uh, but better known as Donatello or Donnie to his friends. Uh, he was an early Renaissance sculptor from Florence and known for um, his work in bas relief, uh, basically meaning like it's uh, like it's really it's sculpture that's kind of cut into uh, a wall or something like that or cut into a uh, an alcove, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so that it seems like it's pulling away from the wall. Mm hmm. Yeah, uh, this page is surprisingly not very long for somehow not writing that he is referenced by a Ninja Turtle on this page. 
Uh, he's the nut, wow. the son. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little bitter. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I just scrolled down to see his David. Oh, yeah. Yep. That is he's, quite the David. Yep. That's that's David. That's yep. David. Not not Michelangelo's, but you would never confuse them. That's <laughs> no, that's sure. very different. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, he was, uh, he apparently received his early artistic training in a goldsmith workshop and, um, you know, he had started work in that, in that field essentially, and then became, or became known for his sculpting work as he went on to, uh, start to develop actual sculptures. Um, it says here, uh, it's during this period that unless I'm reading this wrong, he at least patterned some of his stuff after what was done in the Pantheon, which would make some sense. Um, and other Roman buildings. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Uh, he is known for, for his sculpture in that regard. I actually, beside, I, I knew he had done this uh, sculpture of David, this bronze sculpture of David. Mm -hmm. That's actually the only work of his that I know of. Um, again, uh, According to this article and apparently some other sources, uh, oh. he may have been gay. <laughs> yeah, it says the historian Paul Strathern makes a claim that Donatello made no secret of his homosexuality and that his behavior yeah. was tolerated by his friends. Wow. His behavior tolerated by his friends. Thanks, well, Paul. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for talking down to me. That's cool. Yeah, on the next episode of Backhanded History. Yeah. Woo. Um, anyway, yes, um, I should probably know more about his work, but that's really all I got on him. Yeah. I don't know anything um, about him either. It seems really, um, sparse, <laughs> varied, I would say just from what they're showing on this page. Like, yeah, like, uh, cause you've got that David, I mean, even the, the statue of St. George looks like, I mean, I would say that, that was a different artist and then. Down below here, near the end, the statue of Habakkuk. 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 Yeah. yeah, that's really different. It is. I don't know why his style seemed to vary so much. You can actually see uh, in um, uh, Magdalene uh, Penitent as well. That also, I mean, that looks almost modern, honestly. Yeah, that does. You're right. Uh, I have no idea where to go with this. I hit a wall. And you can't. Uh, yeah. Is, yeah, come on, is, Rafa is Raphael or Michelangelo on here? No, I picked the one uh -oh. that was apparently the farthest uh, away. I remember we do have this old, old rule that we haven't used in a long time. You get <laughs> yeah, what? I'm gonna, is it two clickbacks? I think it I'm is. going to have to click back. No yeah, clickbacksies. I, I just don't have a choice. Uh, I'm going to go back one page and try out. You know what? Maybe I'm going about this all wrong. There's, there was another turtle named Mona Lisa. So I'm going to... Oh, wow. You know what? It's very possible, since the other ones are not getting references to their... Wait a minute. Was there? Yeah, there, there was the female turtle. Really? Really. I'm not kidding about that. Named Mona Lisa. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she was cute. What? But, uh, I'm sorry, okay. but I mean, um, okay, we're uh, gonna back up now. I'm gonna, okay, since the four artists involved are apparently too cool to have uh modern culture references in their pages, 
Uh, I'm going to try Mona Lisa. <laughs> That's definitely had modern references. So let's see popular culture here. I'm going to go with Mona Lisa. Try it out. Okay. Go ahead, Tim. Yep. Please okay. finish this. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, it does not look like anything on here connects what? directly to the cartoon or like the original TMNT. Um, but <laughs> so, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze mm-hmm. came pretty much at the height of uh, TMNT popularity. And I remember this era quite well. This mm. is the era of, of snack cakes that had green filling mm. and everything was had mutant anything on it. Yeah, true. Um, Vanilla Ice was performing his ninja rap. Oh man, which he performed yeah, in this rap. movie. Oh my gosh. Um, so it was a good time in America. <laughs> sure. Um, you call it that. So apparently, in the movie, uh, three of the turtles reprised their roles, or the, the voice actors for the turtles. Um, one did not. That was Corey Feldman. Oh wow. I did not know he was the voice of a turtle. He was Donatello in the first movie. Wow. Totally Chose not it. to return for the second. No. It's probably a good choice. One of one of many poor choices <laughs> he made in his life. Yes, um, that's true. So there isn't really a whole lot to go on here. So I'm going, <laughs> I mean, not a whole lot to really talk about. Uh, so I'm just going to go to the first movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, the movie. There, there, to the credit on on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to the movie, there is a link to the original uh, series, but it's in the uh, the side box there. I can't get to it. Oh, gotcha. Main side box. So I'm going to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 1990 film. Wow. Well, and and by the way, just so we know, there are two female turtles in TMNT history what? um there's mona lisa who came in the cartoon the other one i was thinking of um <laughs> is venus de milo oh my gosh who what? yes well, i felt like a nerd for knowing mona lisa and now i've just been one-upped thank you no Tim. no you haven't been one up because yours is definitely the, the more rare one like, what the older one yeah oh my gosh venus de milo is the newer venus de milo yikes this yeah. is a lateral move if at best <laughs> We're equal. Okay. Let's go with that. <laughs> I, I'm okay with that, yes. So, Mona Lisa is a painting. <laughs> you might have seen it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is, uh, it's a half-length portrait of a woman by Leonardo da Vinci and has been acclaimed as the best-known, most visited, most written about, most sung about, most parodied work of art in the world. Wow, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is actually... How large would you, as much as we have known about this painting, how and how often it shows up in um, in popular culture? Mm-hmm. How large do you think this painting is? It's really tiny, isn't it? Like it's a lot smaller it like than I thought it was. Foot? Oh, not quite. You're not. You're not quite there. Like a foot high. You're not. You're not far off, but it's it's a little larger than that. Okay. It is thirty inches by twenty one inches. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. But- very much smaller than I would have expected. Uh, did you know that uh, he, that Da Vinci considered this painting unfinished his entire life? He did not consider it finished. Uh, wow. He worked on it for more than four years, according to this link, or at least according to uh, this biography. 
uh, it says, um, yeah, he brought it from studio to studio. He brought it with him for at least from at least 1503 to 1506 that they know of for certain. But uh, he worked on it for that long time and then decided that he could not finish it. And Leonardo later in his life is said to have regretted, quote, never having completed a single work. So if you ever feel unaccomplished. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that when we were talking about Leo before, it's like, yeah, he's this great inventor and great artist, but it also does feel like a lot of his stuff is, you know, he's doing so many things that he's not completing a lot of them. You know, he's not, I don't know. I'm not saying yeah. it's like in any way a you... failure, but it's just like, he's just really good at the planning stage and not so much <laughs> the following up. So, uh, <laughs> So apparently, well, but, you know what? But if he was, he would probably have died in a helicopter crash. Very young. <laughs> oh, so maybe it's never... for the best. Uh, yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the painting did actually, or it was actually stolen once. Um, or I, I actually, I've only ever read about yep. this one time. Um, but it was, it, it might have been stolen other times, I don't know. Um but uh, the painting's fame increased greatly when it was stolen in, uh, on August 21st, 1911. And the next day, Louis Barrault, a painter, walked into the Louvre and went to the Salon Care, where the Mona Lisa had been on display for five years. However, where the Mona Lisa should have stood, he found four iron pegs. Uh, so, I mean, just where they were. It wasn't like any symbolic thing or anything like that. Um, yeah, so they uh, they had. I'm sorry. Uh, they actually had uh, decided like there were different people arrested for it. Like they thought the um, painting was just gone forever. Like it vanished yeah. for a full two years. It's like how do you find a painting? Yeah, well, that and that's the amazing thing. Like uh, one of these days, I'll probably start at the uh, oh, what was the one in in Boston? The 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 largest painting uh, theft in in history. Uh, I think it was, it's either Boston or Baltimore. And I'm, and yeah, I'm confusing it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's fascinating. Anyway, uh, a, 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 among the people that were um, brought in for questioning was Pablo Picasso. So, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. so hey, you know, uh, they also had the French poet Guillaume Aponier, who had once called for the Louvre to be burnt down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it says here that that guy actually tried to implicate his friend, yes. Pablo Picasso, and that's why he was brought in. And he, his former jerk. friend. <laughs> yes. Yeah, seriously. French poets uh, are the worst. The, <laughs> the painting was believed to be lost forever. Uh, and it was two years before the real thief was discovered. Guess what? It was an inside job. Um... So Louvre employees uh, Vincenzo Perugia had stolen it by entering the building during regular hours. Oh, I hiding, remember this. Yeah, hiding in a broom closet and walking out with it hidden under his coat after the museum had closed. That is so weird. Just thinking of like a priceless work of art just rolled up and hidden under your coat. Mm. Yeah. So uh, he had kept it in his apartment for two years. Something's two clicking. Yeah, someone's playing with a pen. It's not me. It's not. Well, no, because then we'd hear a duck, too. What are you doing uh, over there, Tim? Nothing. Oh, there's the duck. <laughs> Everything is good. Tim's playing with tape again. Nope. I was. I was, in fact. 
tapping of that. I'm sorry. Mm. Okay. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so uh, he kept it in an apartment for two years. Uh, apparently, the the guy he was he was waiting a forger. He was he had commissioned a forger to create copies of the painting to be sold in the United States. Oh, okay. And then, uh, but the guy, the forger, did not come through, <laughs> and so he got impatient and was like, "You know what? I'm going to just try to sell this and." Yeah. Get some money out of it. And yeah, yeah, he's just going to sell the Mona Lisa. Yep. And I, and not, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, I said earlier that it's like, how do you find a painting? And then I thought about it and I realized, wait, once you steal a painting, how do you make it valuable to you? It's been like one, exactly. one that's yeah. famous. Like, how do you how do you sell it to somebody without it getting found out? It's yep. like conspiracy theories. It's like it's no one can keep a secret. Of, yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it's also been damaged. Uh, it, it was damaged in 1956 when a vandal threw acid at it, um, and someone also threw a rock at it. Oh, jeez! So it's been under. Uh, it has it has been under duress. So let's say, um, I think they have in here. Okay, yeah, they do actually have it guarded by bulletproof glass at this point. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, which has protected it. From a couple other attacks, including uh, a red spray paint and a terracotta mug, <laughs> a terracotta mug, huh? Which they purchased at the at the Louvre shop. So the painting was undamaged. Do you get a discount if you buy a mug to throw <laughs> at the Mona Lisa? <laughs> Just say yeah, like, go ahead, give it a try. There you go. I you go want s- another one? You want to try again? <laughs> Cats are trying to get in. Just a second. I'm going to share this link uh, here as well with the Mona Lisa behind glass, uh, which I love because it's like this giant pane of glass. <laughs> I mean, it's enormous. Yeah, that seems a little much for for the painting. Like, well, and then to have it be like, I, do, do you think they do it just so that people are like, oh, it's behind glass. I shouldn't throw anything at it. It's Maybe. not going to work. <laughs> we put behind. up a lot of glass, guys. <laughs> like you, you come in with your terracotta mug, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna." Oh, it's behind. Oh, they put up glass, guys. There's glass. Uh, no, no, Bill, put away the mug. It's not gonna look. They, they, they have glass. Or I guess Guillaume, Guillaume, put away the mug. What am I it's gonna, gonna do? With, what am I going to do with this mug now? What am I going to do? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> anyway, I got nothing. There's nothing here. Uh, <laughs> I will click. Oh my gosh. There's just. Ah. Yeah, this hasn't served you well. I don't know what no, to tell you. No. Raphael is on here. <laughs> well, you know what? I <laughs> One got more turtle to, to try. There you go. <laughs> Run out of turtles, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I will give it a shot. Why not? Raphael. Raphael. Uh, yeah, it'd be pretty tough to catch up to him at this point anyway. Tim, help, help me out. Tim so, so before going out of the movie, um, I want to issue a, a same episode correction. That we were saying <laughs> that, that Mona Lisa on the show was a female turtle. She was not. What? She was just uh, some kind of reptile lizard. What? From like <laughs> another world or something? No. 
No, she's from the same world. She got mutated the same way. She just became a lizard instead of a turtle because um, the creators thought that at the time that a female turtle was a lame, stupid, creatively bankrupt idea. Quote. What? Oh. And so they're like, oh, we're, we'll change her to some kind of lizard then. Or wow. is it because... Which is why she kind of looks like a turtle. Like, she has the same sort of color scheme. Yeah, or is it because kind of shell? Same kind of turtleish face. A shell isn't a... Yeah. But she doesn't woman. have a shell. No. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's so that's, sexist. That's why. It's because she can't have uh, a waist that's like... That's... I'm so foot. upset by that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I confirmed this on the... I, I went off book here. I'm on the I'm on the Turtlepedia <laughs> uh, on Wikia. <laughs> I'm but so back, glad but back to thing. back to the back to Daddy Wikipedia here. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 1990 American live action film, and the first film adaptation of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise, and that takes you to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, thank God! <laughs> it was the most successful film in the franchise until the 2014 reboot. That's so sad. "Quote unquote successful." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there should be quotes on that. Uh, Citation needed, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah. So there we go. Oh, thank God. Um I mean, it's basically uh if you want to know about the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, it was like the second one. Um but it was first. <laughs> yeah, it was before it. They said Kaobunga and they ate pizza. Yep. And it was a really convoluted plot. So I just got to point this out, guys. Raphael even does not <laughs> reference his turtle. Oof. Uh, Let me see if it's in the disambiguation. Yep, there it is. Wow. Of course. Um, some some non-turtle lover <laughs> went through this, all four of these pages. No. Pages and was like, no. <laughs> You're not deserve to be on here. So we're at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. Um, just a second. Going back to the movie, uh, no. so it was announced it would it would be released on VHS. I'm not sure if movies cost this much back then, like okay. normally. Suggested price was twenty four ninety nine. Wow. Per cassette. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What? Uh-huh. Um, Pizza Hut engaged in a twenty million dollar marketing campaign. Oh yeah. Film, despite the fact that Domino's Pizza was the one in the actual movie. Wait, it is. Yes. I always connected it with Pizza Hut. I mean, that's. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's what Pizza Hut paid. Yeah, yeah. No, paid I'm for. sure. I'm sure that yeah, but I, I always made that connection that that's what those two things were. Wow, I wow. did not know that they had Domino's in there. There's actually a photo here of Jim Henson with the the suits with, with Domino's pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he personally made them. Probably. I not. can't imagine he didn't, <laughs> or at least had a. Okay. Yep. I'm not going to make that joke. Uh, oh, no, it says that he was. They were the most advanced that he's ever worked with. They were first oh. made out of fiberglass and then remodeled out of clay. What? Yep. And then they produced, they were produced as molds <laughs> to cast the whole body in foam rubber latex. Oh, that's terrifying. It took 18 <laughs> weeks to complete it. Oh my gosh. Critical reception of the movie was mixed. No. It currently holds a 41% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Um, Roger Ebert gave it two and a half out of four stars. Saying the movie is nowhere near as bad as it might have been, and probably is the best possible Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. 
Yeah. It supplies, in other words, more or less what turtle fans will expect. Looking back oh, on it, man. Teenage Mutant yeah. Turtles is a really weird like franchise. Like, oh, sure. Totally weird. Don't know how it really That's works. what makes it so great. Yeah. It's like, how did this ever become something? Speaking of, do you know how it started? Might as well go to the page. Oh, yeah. Like, originally it was a comic, right? Yeah. It's a black and white Super comic. Violent. Very gritty. Yes. Yeah. The original drawings, they all have like those weird, like V shaped beak nose mouths. Yes. Like it's really weird. Like real turtles. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's not the friendly ones we all are familiar with on the, on right. the original series. That's I do. I will say, though, that I, I remember as a kid that there were some episodes and some uh, drawings of the Ninten- uh, Nintendo, yep, the Ninja Turtles, uh, where I sort of saw them like it seemed like the artist was trying to make sort of the turtle beak and i remember thinking as a kid I'm like oh yeah that's what turtles actually look like yeah like a little bit like they actually have that yeah because isn't there like a there's a mutated turtle i think in the second movie like there's like a, a snapping turtle that's mutated and it has yes. more of a beak and i've always yep. been like oh that actually looks like a turtle but it's scary yeah. so that's why they didn't do it this yeah, way they made it look Bad more turtle. like feral yeah. yes Feral camels. But, uh, I mean, this series just keeps going and going. Um, I mean, it's had its ups and downs. I mean, everyone, of course, has an opinion. Yeah. But, like, the original was, of course, it's just probably the most popular. I think it was just one of those, like, weird successes where it's just the right mix of, uh, like cultural ingredients like just at the time like it yeah i feel like this is it, it could only be successful in the late 80s and the 90s just because the u.s yeah yes. in the u.s and it needed to be at the time when we would eat you know twinkies filled with green slime and oh my goodness could deal with that yeah so for for one year there was ninja turtles next mutation which was a live action tv series oh no oh wow um, and this is where uh venus de milo was introduced Oh, but um. So it talks was she about, also a lizard? No, she was actually a turtle. Oh, okay. By this time, they had acquired like... um equal amphibian rights or rep. <laughs> no, sorry, turtles or reptiles. Don't don't write in about that. <laughs> um, but it says, uh, the next mutation turtles made a guest appearance on guess what? Power Rangers in space. What? Really? Yes. Everything goes full circle. I'm so excited by this. Good that job, is really guys. amazing. Good job. The other thing I know about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that I've learned recently as I've delved farther into geekdom is they actually have a very uh, well-known and well-respected uh, RPG, like pen and paper RPG. Really? Like Dungeons and Dragons, like nope. Engine. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> it's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness. Oh and it's from 1985 and you could be like you basically a create a character it could be any it could be a bunch of animals they like had elephants that you could build sparrows what? yeah sparrow sparrows yeah so so your ability then is to be broken in half immediately when someone bumps into you what in the world there are several more titles in this genre including teenage mutant Ninja turtles adventures truckin turtles turtles go oh. hollywood teenage what? mutant ninja turtles guide to the universe and trans-dimensional Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guys, when we get a Patreon, we need to do an episode of us playing Turtles Go to Hollywood, the pen and done. paper RPG. Done I would and do done. It. Yep. Yeah. Amazing. 
Did you know that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had a live concert tour? Yes. Oh, I, I remember. I watched a YouTube video of, of them on Oprah. <laughs> yes, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, 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 back up. What? <laughs> they were on Oprah. Yep. And they sang they, songs. Oh. They sang songs. Yep. Um, in 1990, the Coming Out of Their Shells tour. No. <laughs> featured no. live action turtles playing music as a band. I'm offended. <laughs> Donatello on keyboards, Leonardo on bass. Why is he on bass? The He's the leader. <laughs> Raphael on drums and sax because you know he's talented. Yeah. He's and then Michelangelo on guitar. That's some rude sax. Um, yeah. And uh, of course Donatello plays the keyboard. They, they, they went for a thrilling new style of plotline for this performance. Um, mm-hmm. April O'Neil gets kidnapped by Shredder and the Turtles have to rescue her. Through the power oh song. God. Unheard of. Unprecedented. Wow. Wow, the story had a very Bill and Ted-esque feel, according to Wikipedia. No. With its theme of the power of rock and roll literally defeating the enemy. <laughs> in the form of Shredder, who only rapped about how he hates music. That's trying amazing. Trying to eliminate all music. What? Yes. Um, so the, the, track list, the track list features songs uh, including uh, Tubin, <laughs> Skipping Stones, uh, Pizza Power. Yeah, of course. No trees. Oh, who can who can forget the classic opening bars of Pizza Power? Pizza Power. Pizza Power. Um, Cowabunga and the um, hold up your your lighter in the air April ballad. Aww. <laughs> Let's see Pizza Power from the Turtles musical. Uh, all right, Pizza Power lyrics. I found the lyrics. I'm just gonna read them for you guys. <clears throat> uh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up in a glass oh, bowl with chameleons, lizards, and tadpoles, it hardly enters your mind that there's something better than this. A oh. leaf, a lettuce leaf, and a carrot, maybe a seed from a parrot. Believe me when I tell you the word gourmet just doesn't exist. Oh, I'm sorry. I was too correct. Just don't exist. What is this? But- but pizza power, a flying saucer food delight. <laughs> pizza power, that's what makes us feel all right. All right. But then we all began changing. Our size was all rearranging. And it led us to discover the kind of food we like best. It isn't burgers or French fries that work with turtles of our size. <laughs> Ice cream cake or apple pies don't even pass the test, dude. (laughs) That's in there, sorry. Ruins the rhythm and the rhyme, but who cares? But pizza power is the thing that keeps us going. Pizza power, it's the food worth asking for. It does not rhyme. Pizza power, we take great comfort in knowing pizza power can be delivered to your door. There's two more verses. I'm not going to read them. I, th- I think we got enough enlightenment tonight. You, are you good? <laughs> do wow. You, do you think... Good job, oh, Tim. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, you guys Pizza power. Pizza Always power. Makes us... So, wait, wait. Right. So, who who is your favorite turtle, guys? Oh, oh clearly Donatello. I always like Donatello. Yeah. I, I started as Michelangelo, but as I became a mature adult, I started leaning toward Donatello, yeah. Yeah, he's the only one that knows what's going on. Um, yep. My uh, back back in the days when um, I guess they probably still do it today when there was a you know the fear of, of your child getting kidnapped. Of course. 
my parents and I had a safe word that oh, yeah. if anything ever happened to my parents and someone had to come and pick me up, yeah, they would give the safe word to verify that they had actually been sent by my parents. Good call. And that word was Michelangelo. No kidding. No. And now don't use that um, for evil now, guys. Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> like, because, like, however, hey, Tim. Hey, Tim, however, do you want to go get some pizza? What's, <laughs> what's the safe word? Did my parents send you? Oh what? yeah, yeah. It's no. uh, it's Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Oh, okay, okay. I'll get in your van. Um, I'll, get, I'll get in your party van. Yeah, <laughs> pizza, pizza power van. <laughs> um, that is a really good idea, but yes, uh, please don't you know abuse that. <laughs> Poor Tim, he'll never see it coming. That I think that wraps up the show. <laughs> yes. Uh, you guys can find more episodes on our website. Uh, which is wskbcast.blogspot.com. Last week we had a really good thing where like one of us said one and then the other one said one and then the third one said one. <laughs> I have no idea how that, that happened. I don't either. Really spontaneous. When I listened, when I was editing it, I was like, how did we do this? I know. <laughs> have we, you want to do that again? You did the website, right? Have we arrived? Like, <laughs> So you can find us on Facebook just by searching for uh, We Should Know Better. Uh, you should go with searching for that because there is actually something uh, with our with WSKB on Facebook, so stick with our, those search terms. And of course, you can check us out on iTunes. Uh, please leave us a review if you feel so inclined. Um, we're starting to show stars, which is exciting. What? Yeah, you, we learned this last week. Yeah, we have five I'm, stars. I'm just that excited. You're about still it. always excited about it, dude. I'm real. I'm super excited about it. Yes. Um, sure. We're also on Stitcher, though, if that's your kind of thing. Uh, and you could also find us on Twitter at WSKBcast. Uh, where Sky has been posting uh, articles to various things about octopodes, which is terrifying. Yeah, and on Super Facebook. terrifying. Yep. Please stop doing that. It's the end of the world. I can't deal with it, Sky. <laughs> it's just really, features. <laughs> I didn't really go looking for those things. They just appeared. It's like, oh, by yeah. the way, this octopus is walking on land. Yeah. And then, oh, I, by the way, the octopus can detect light with their skin. Was it you that posted the article about the octopus walking up on land and leaving a crab for some people on the on the beach? Yeah, that's just terrifying. Yes, it's like here, guys. It's you want this enough, thing, right? What what happens when it realizes that it could just destroy us all? That it could just that it could just eat us? Yeah. Ugh. When it as anyway. long it gets a tentacle wrapped around us, it knows it, ta- it knows we taste good. It's <laughs> the end. Oh, uh, they can already they can already predict our World Cup matches. I mean, geez. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for coming on this romp through my childhood, essentially. Yeah. I'm glad I, I got I to enlighten actually, you on Dr. Dr. Dressup. The doctor. <laughs> no, that's a different PhD. thing entirely. <laughs> yes. Mr. Dressup. What were you gonna yeah. say? Uh, I was gonna say I did actually learn a few things about Mr. Dressup. I've never heard of that before, but that's yeah. that's that's pretty cool. We learned some things about turtles and about some Renaissance artists who are too classy to be to refer to their turtles. Too classy. Too classy for turtles. There's your episode title. All right. Yep. <laughs> Have a Done. good night. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> there i think yeah. i probably oh sorry i was yeah i was dismantling oh. my my your blanket my, yes my blanket hut uh <laughs>
probably yeah, okay. you're sweating right now. <laughs> I, a little bit. I'm, it's a little hot. Lee Leonardo. Da Vinci. Vinci. 